everyone, it's your host, Teresa. My guest on this episode of the podcast is martial arts expert, Professor James Noto. Professor Noto shares his journey into martial arts and how his training has elevated him to teach others to become better versions of themselves. Let's get into it. To tea Time with Tea. I'm your host, Teresa, and today on the podcast, we have my guest, Professor James Noto. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. So, I want to just jump into it and get started. Um, you are a martial arts instructor. Yes. But in particularly, because there's so many different styles of like martial arts, what do you teach? Okay, so I started training in 2005, and mainly I trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and it took me a little over 10 years to earn my black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. About midway through that, I started training in Shotokan Karate. Interesting. Um, took me another nine years or so to earn my black belt in Shotokan Karate. Um, I trained in Thai boxing, which is a form of kickboxing that involves uh, elbows, knees, and clinch work. So I've done that since about 2007 or so. Um, and then judo, which is all throws, kind of goes hand in hand with jujitsu. So uh, I don't have any rank in judo, but I've done a lot of judo as well. That's so interesting. Yeah. What, like... I mean, you just said you started training in 2005. Yeah. And I'm just thinking back at it. Like, in 2005, I was also still in martial arts as well. I was doing Taekwondo. And for me, the way I got into that, the reason I got into that was um, I remember my dad, like, throwing my brother into these martial arts classes, Taekwondo, um... For whatever reason, I think they were just passing by the school that I like went to, and my brother was just like, yes, I want to go, whatever. And then my dad comes home, and he was the one who was just like, okay, your brother is going to that, you're going to go to that. And I kicked mm. and screamed, and I was so miserable, I did not want to go. For whatever reason it was, like I'm like 11 years old, I don't know. And I ended up going. I took the first class and loved it. Nice. I loved it. And so that's how I got into it. So I'm curious what led you in 2005 to get into jiu-jitsu? I can't even say Yeah, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. So I, at the time I was going to college for animation um, and to make video games and special effects using this program called Maya which is like an industry standard for movies and video games. And uh, I was coming off the train and uh, I ran into a group of guys uh, at the wrong place, wrong time kind of situation mm. where, um, so the guys rolled down their window in the car and started screaming at me. And um, I couldn't really hear what it was saying because it was friggin' pouring raining out, yeah. um, but it was not good stuff. And so the guys, they started to try to pull their car like in front of me, like onto the sidewalk almost, like into the driveways to uh, cut me off. 
And I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Like, these four guys want to mess me up. So I ended up running away backwards against traffic so that they'd have to go in reverse to try to get me. Right. Which is, like, the best idea I had at the time. That's, like, quick thinking. It was. It was. (laughs) Um, And then so they sped to the end of the block and made a turn, and I figured they were probably going to come back around. So I just ran home as fast as I could, which was, like, I was, like, two avenues away, which doesn't seem that far, but it is far when someone's chasing you in the car. I'm sure. Um, And I just got into the house. I fell on the floor, like, exhausted. I was drenched from the rain, my books all over the floor, and I said, like, this is no way for me to kind of live my life as a man. Mm -hmm. I also felt like I had a lot of anxiety around that time. Just kind of uh, finishing high school and entering into, like, the real world where things are a lot bigger um, and not really knowing what I wanted to do in my life and things like that. And I felt like I needed something. And um, there just happened to be a martial arts school two blocks away from my house that I never saw before in my life. Wow. Um, you know, for me, I feel like, I mean, it was there for a couple of months, but I didn't see it because I didn't need to see it. Right. And now I needed to see it and it just happened to be there. So um, that's how I got started. I went in. Um, I was scared, so I canceled my first lesson. I went back in, um, and then I took a lesson that was, I did terrible, like couldn't know my left foot from my right hand. I was just so nervous that we couldn't get through jumping jacks in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then I started to go more and felt more comfortable with the people and you know all the things that I was nervous about. I thought they would yell at me. I thought they would scream at me. None of that is ever true. I thought I would get thrown around and hurt. None of that's true. Um, and eventually I just started going more and that's how I started. So you kind of like overcame like that fear of like thinking like, okay, th- these are like my perception of like what a martial arts school is yes. and like what they do. Yeah. So you had that fear, but basically overcame like came that fear by just like going. Right. Yeah. And, and most of the things, like I said, are not true. It's like... My perception of what it is was based on like commercials or movies or video games. Or, yeah. But none of it's really true at all. <laughs> at all. So, like, two things that it actually reminded me of. Um, one, when I started classes with you at CKO Bay Ridge. Um, but I, like, I remember like taking your class for the first time and this is like coming back from like not working out in so long and I just felt like I need to do something active and physical to like get my brain mm. functioning and like just like start moving again right. and it's like it's weird saying that because we move every day and we're like we walk to the train or we're like you know moving our hands if we're writing like a note or even texting on our phones like we are doing some kind of movement but it's not to the point where you're like sweating and really working towards something right. or running away from like a bad guy. <laughs> right. So when you said it's just like when you when you first started your mar- your martial arts class and not knowing your right foot from your left foot or your hands, that's how I felt in your class. I'm like, yeah. wait, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? And one thing that I love that you said, you were like, no matter what you do, just keep moving. And I kind of went into every single class after that with that mentality of like, even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to just do something. Right. Just to, just to keep going. And another thing was 
your perception of like martial arts and like what you thought it was like I think I just had like um I did karate when I was like four years old and my dad had like put me in those classes and one of those things one of the things I remember from like the instructor was him um like telling us to balance a a pebble like a pebble on on your um on your legs so i see this is why i need video podcasting so i could demonstrate this a little bit but he just wanted us to balance this pebble on your leg and if you didn't do it like i can't remember if he yelled like i was so young but i just remember like that being such a struggle (laughs) i'm like or like doing like push-ups on your knuckles right right right. like stuff like that and then like also watching like the kickboxing movies with like i i think it was like ben dan okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kicking like um trees trees yeah so i think why i kicked and screamed so much before like going into martial arts again was probably like being scarred from that right and and that is 100 percent uh, legit for me uh, a gym or a martial arts school or a martial arts instructor it's just like any other relationship like you know if I have a, a bad relationship with my girlfriend and we break up that doesn't mean that all women are now bad right you know it just didn't work out with that relationship and it's the same thing with martial arts schools you know a lot of times people have a bad experience at, at a martial arts school and instead of saying okay, maybe that's not a good martial arts school for me. I'll go to a different martial arts school. They go, I'm never going to martial arts again. Yeah, screw that. And there's so many people that come in as adults, you know, 35, 40, 50 years old, 60 years old. And we go, have you ever trained before? And they go, yeah, when I was six, I earned my yellow belt, but I never went back after that. And it's like, I wish you did. You know, it's just maybe that wasn't a good teacher or maybe that wasn't a good school. Maybe it wasn't a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely plenty of places out where the teacher doesn't scream at you for not doing your push-ups right. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think like you just said it perfectly. It's like maybe that wasn't for you. Right. But that doesn't mean to just like stop completely. Just keep moving. Try something else. Right, right, right. So now you're in this like martial arts class that you started what made you want to stay? Because now, like, you've, like, literally just told us, like, you went from, like, 2005 to 2007, <laughs> like, doing, like, just doing different things, earning yeah. different, like, ranks. What made you stay in the field? So there's a few things. Um, there's rank in martial arts. And um, based on that rank, people will ask you questions. Like, new people will ask people that have been there longer questions how to do stuff. And so I started getting pretty good based on just being consistent. Like there are definitely people that were more athletic than I was, more skilled than I was, but just the fact that I was going every day or every other day, um, I started to pick up some skills and move up in rank. And once I moved up in rank and people started asking me questions on how to do stuff, and I was able to actually help them and then see them lose weight or gain confidence or get that throw down or kick down that kind of gave me more confidence to do more stuff and it just kept leveling up from there leveling up from there leveling up from there I started spending a lot of time at the school and eventually they were like man like do you want a job here and I was like yeah I do want a job here and started helping out with the kids from there started helping out with the adults 
yeah. from there started to run the school from there opened up my own school <laughs> so it just kept kind of leveling up leveling up the more I participated the more I helped the more opportunities uh, came my way and now like animation and graphics and all of that is like on the back burner no did you like still finish up school like doing that yes so i am certified in animation though it's probably dated at this point so it's been some time but i've always kept up with uh, photoshop and video editing um and so i do all the marketing for cko right now i do the marketing for my my own stuff um videos and flyers and all that good stuff social media so I'm still doing that stuff um, I just produced a kids coloring book yes. martial arts coloring book which I brought you a copy today I want to look to take at, it. at. Um, that I partnered with someone so I didn't do the art in that but I produced it and came up with the ideas and worked with an artist so there's still a lot of stuff that I'm that I'm doing I had two art shows this year uh, to show off my digital art and I also just finished a 20-page run on a comic book where I'm the color artist. You're busy. Yes. You're really busy. And you still find time to teach and train. Yes. I think it has to do a lot with... I spend a lot of time managing my time, Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm planning things the right way. I make sure I spend a lot of time resting when I need to. And then I spend a lot of time cramming and getting a lot of things done when I need to also. Yeah. You know, I think there's a big difference between doing good work and just being busy. You know, I think at the end of the day, I want to do what's most important during the day and get rid of the little stuff that doesn't matter. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? I felt overwhelmed uh, in the last three years of owning my own jujitsu school, um, which led to me selling the school that was mainly because uh, I didn't enjoy the partnership that I was in with my partners anymore and felt like I was more of a slave to the business at that point um, where I couldn't really put forward the ideas that I wanted and I was doing a lot of things that I felt were tedious just so that I was the one that was doing it. Right. So I did feel uh, overwhelmed during, during that part, but the last year since I sold my school, it has been a lot less stressful. How did you like overcome being like overwhelmed with like doing all of the different things and handling the school? Like how did, was it just like after selling that, like you just took the weight off or? It did. I, it, it was such a relief. Like the, the day I sold it was uh, in some ways a su- super stressful way because I'm giving away something that I put 10 years of work into. Yeah. But at the same time, it was such a weight off my shoulders. I took a trip to Greece for two weeks Mm -hmm. and uh, did yoga in like really like places that probably no one's ever done yoga before and enjoyed the land and the great food and the culture and came back and, you know, went to a vision board and kind of thought about where I wanted my life to go from there. And from there, it was just all positive positive uh, vibes coming my way. So many people reached out after I sold my school for support and helped me start on all my new ventures and CKO started. So yeah, it was, it was nice. That's amazing. Um, I like that you mentioned a vision board and that's like something that I feel like 
I feel like I need to create one yeah. just to have like an idea of like, like I see like a ton of stuff for myself in my head, but just to actually take what you have on a vision board and put it into practice and like work towards it. Right. Like, I don't think I'm a hundred percent sure like how to go about that yet, but like for you, what were some of the things that you had on your vision board and how did you like put them into like reality? Yeah. So I think it's important when I do that kind of stuff that it's not just business related stuff. So I do this with my girlfriend and we, first we, we kind of create a list also. We do, we do that stuff because we're constantly asking ourselves like what victories we had today and what challenges did we go through today just to kind of look at the bigger picture of things because a lot of times we can get caught up in stuff and forget how awesome we are and how awesome the things we're doing are. Mm-hmm. On our vision board, we think about our financial goals. We think about our relationship goals. And that that's not just with my girlfriend. That's with my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my friends. We think about just fun, adventurous type goals. And we think about our health goals. Yeah. So all that stuff's on there. So, I mean, on my vision, vision board is... Literally, like, one of one of the things we drew out is a game night with all of our friends. And, like, I took a picture from one of our last game nights, and that's on the board. Just a yeah. reminder, like, get all your friends together and have a fun game night. Um, there's, like, pictures of beaches so that we can, like, remind ourselves to get away from the city for a little bit. Like, leave your devices at the hotel and go to the beach and just enjoy uh, the sun and things like that. Yeah. There's, uh, there's like, our favorite foods are on there. Mm. Um, I used to play hockey as a kid, and I haven't played hockey in a while, so that's one of my goals this year. So, I, I put up a bunch of hockey sticks and skates on there. Yeah. So, it, it's got to just be, like, fun stuff just to kind of yeah keep your thoughts going. And also just a reminder, like, hey, I want to I yeah. do this, so, like, it's on there, let me do it. Yeah. It, that's really interesting, because, like, my, like, idea of a vision board was to, like, have your goals um, all, like, laid out, um, and then just, like, ticking them off as you go, but I think yours is not, and I'm going to use the word sl- simplistic, but not saying, like, oh, yeah. what you want is, like, a simple thing. But um, it's like reminding yourself it's like the little things. Right. So that's like really important. And just, again, it's like it's keeping like your family and your relationships, everything together. And also like you're fulfilling like something like hockey. Like that's something that makes you happy. Right. It fulfills you. So why not have that on your vision board? And I think it's also important to do that kind of activity with someone that understands you and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I did that with my parents, I mean, my mom definitely, she's like a hippie, she'd be totally down with it. But my, my dad would be like, oh yeah, vision board, sure. Let's draw hockey skates and yeah. then we'll play hockey, right? Like, it's important, I think, to do that stuff with people that get it mm-hmm. because you don't, it should be fun, it should be exciting. You don't want anyone to like be a downer during yeah. it. Yeah. Do you find your vision board like constantly changing? Always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I have a planner and, I, and I, I like to actually look at my planners from 10 years ago, five years ago, just to kind of see like what I was doing back then and what was a challenge back then or what, what I was excited about back then. And a lot of times it's really silly when you look at like the things you're, you're stressed out about, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, you know, 
you know, I got a bad email or something like something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, I filmed something and it uh, it didn't record or something oh like that. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it, it's constantly changing because I'm constantly changing, right. and what's a priority to me is different. From you know, what it was like five years right. ago yeah. to now. Right. Um. I actually have um a friend Danielle. She got me this journal for Christmas, and it's a five-year journal. Oh, awesome! So it's a line a day, and I'm curious, like you just said, like to go back like five years ago and see what you wrote and how silly it is. Like I'm curious to see like how how much like my thoughts has changed and how similar they're gonna be. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited and like writing in it every single day. So you definitely have to do a podcast on that when you when you do it five years from now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like just reading through yeah. like on May first, I was doing this. <laughs> but yeah, that would it would be interesting. Going going back to um training and your martial arts background, um, I think another thing that you made me think of in terms of all the different things that you were doing in terms of like your coloring book and like just teaching training the word that comes to mind when i'm thinking of you right now is discipline like you had to have like a lot of discipline in order to like work on like the different things every single day how do you think well first of all this might be a silly question but i'm gonna ask anyway do you consider yourself a disciplined person in, in a lot of areas yes in some areas no mm-hmm. um and i think the martial arts adds that discipline for sure there's a there's a big difference between you know so like a lot of times i, I teach cardio kickboxing and that's very different than kickboxing like you find it like kickboxing school with with martial arts training there's a lot of focus on precision you know, you had mentioned earlier a story about your martial arts teacher when you were like four asking you to balance a pebble like on your knee. Yeah. You know, that, you know, as a martial arts teacher, if I had to guess why, he's trying to get you to have your stance absolutely perfect every time so that you could balance that pebble. And the, the result of that isn't that you're able to balance a pebble. The result of that is you're able to take that focus and discipline somewhere else, such as school, and your handwriting is perfect every time. Mm-hmm. You're able to take that discipline to work so that you're on time every day. You're able to take that discipline to making a sandwich so that it doesn't look like a mess, <laughs> but it yeah. looks like a chef made it. You know, And so the martial arts training, when you start to think about that precision in every area, your footwork, the way you bow, the way you enter the dojo, the way you speak to people, it just starts to translate to other areas of your life. And you start to be able to finish projects that maybe you wouldn't be able to finish before because you have laser focus. Right. Is that something that, like, so I know, like, a big part of you is, like, also teaching kids are those things that you're implementing in your training not only are you teaching them martial arts but also like all these other rules that kind of goes with like just being a good person in life i would say yes most of the class is that i mean at the end of the day i don't think any parent is bringing their child to martial arts because they want them to be masters at punching and kicking Mm -hmm. you know we talk to the kids we say you know it doesn't make sense to be a, a black belt in 
karate when you can be a black belt in life. You know, yeah. I want you guys to be a black belt in life. Um, actually, the kids that are graduating to their yellow belt next month in my program, you know, part of their testing is they have to bring something to school that uh, their teacher will have to sign that says that they're answering questions, they're raising their hands, they're being polite to people in class, their desk is clean, their yeah. parents have to sign something that says that their room is clean, they're doing their chores, they play well with their siblings. Um, that is a big focus because, again, I mean, ultimately, in this world doesn't need people to win more trophies. This world needs people to be like nicer and more compassionate to each other. Yeah. So being in a position where I can influence that, that has to be a major part of our program. Yeah. And it's just like literally like training the, we always hear this, um, it's like a quote, like the kids of the future or like. Like we are the children of the future? No. We are the, oh, I think oh, it's the, we are the, the children, children of our future. Um, something like that, but it's just like along the lines. I know I was having um another conversation with another friend about um we were talking about kids and technology and how we see some parents and their child is acting up and then they just take like this iPhone and they put it in front of their kids and just have them watch a show for like forty minutes right. or whatever it is just to calm them down. And I'm like. No, like there has to be a better way. Yeah. Like I feel like martial arts for me did play like an impact in my life in terms of like just being more structured, being disciplined and like going home and getting my homework done right away or waking up in the morning and knowing that I have to make my bed. Right. And I think part of the perks was being able to get like awards, but it's stuff that I do now. So Right, right, right. Do you think that everything that you're you're teaching, like, the kids now, do you think it's, like, changing their lives? I think so, for sure. Um, there's... When they stick with it, when they stick with it, and I've had students for five, ten years, and it's really awesome to see how they develop into young adults and adults... Um, and you can see the, the differences in them. You can see the physical changes in them. And you could also see the confidence change in them. Mm -hmm. So there's no doubt about it that what we're doing, not just with kids, but also with adults as well. Like adults need it just as much as, as kids do, if not more than kids do, um, that the results are there. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that make you like, when when you see a kid come in and say they're not like you know they're acting up at home or they're just like out of control and then you step in and you like between training and teaching them like all these other things to implement in their everyday lives does that make you feel like a, a sense of pride like oh my god like yeah it's a, a sense of pride it also a lot of times when you're exhausted and you're tired and you're like oh my god like these classes can be i mean teaching 30 uh, kids that are ages four and five years old can be exhausting. It's a lot. You know, teaching 40 kids that are 11, 12 years old can be exhausting. Um, but it's all worth it when you're able to see them make those small gains um, mm -hmm. and then eventually those those big improvements. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like getting like positive feedback from like the parents also. Right. right. And at this point in my, in my career, have since I've been teaching since 2007 or so, 
you know, it's more than 10 years now. There's so many success stories, so many. Um, I mean, there's people that have given up drugs and alcohol and other types of addictions. There's people that have felt really depressed, maybe after getting a divorce or something like that, that came to the martial arts and now you see them and they're happy and you talk to them and they talk about being happy and every single day there's those stories and so at the end of the night no matter how stressful my day was I know that I've done good work and if I've done good work then I've had a pretty good day how do you handle your stress I train Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I do I train um I dance love to dance really love to dance did not know that oh my god I'm I'm like the guy at the wedding that's like who is that guy I'm that guy you're that guy yeah I'm that guy. Who's that guy dancing with like Aunt Sally? I'm that guy. Dancing all the time. Um, and I'll often start my day off with dancing. Just having music around the house. Um, so is it like you wake up and you're just like... Boom. Boom. Yep. Boom. We're up. We're going. We're ready to go. And when, when I say dancing, I mean many different types of, of dancing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm big into like hardcore music and rock music, so... There's slam dancing, there's mosh pit dancing, there's all sorts of stuff like that yeah. too. Um, but I love to, to move and just, just feel good. I witnessed a mosh pit for the first time. <laughs> you <really>. witnessed. Witnessed. <laughs> I was a part of it. Um, last summer at um, Jones Beach. Okay. Like, they had um, 311 okay. and Offspring. Okay. And it was just nuts. Those are pretty tame mosh pits. Yeah. They- but <laughs> 311 and... and- <laughs> Singing Amber. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty. Yeah. Those are pretty tame. Yeah. Um, but what did you think of it? I liked it. I thought yeah. it was just so fun, and it's just like it's interesting just being around like such like a good. Because I didn't grow up like listening to rock or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So just it's almost like experiencing culture for the uh-huh. first time. Yes, so it's it is. Like, it's fun. It's interesting. It has similarities to me to martial arts where. From the outside, it looks super aggressive where, mm-hmm. you know, people are kicking and punching in the martial arts and you're like, man, that's dangerous. But once you get inside, you realize it's super controlled right. and people are very safe and will take care of you. And the mosh pits, it's the same thing. Like from the outside, it looks super violent and aggressive and people are jumping off the stage and spinning yeah. in circles and pushing each other. But when you're inside, there are a lot of unwritten rules where people will take care of you and uh, make sure that you don't get hurt out there. So yeah. next time you're at Jones Beach, jump on in that pit. Jump in it. <laughs> They'll take care of you. I okay. Promise. I'll have to try that again. So <laughs> yeah. just have to find like another concert to yeah, get to. Yeah. 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 Um, in terms of just like practices for outside of the gym, what would be your advice for like things that because you could teach someone and you could train someone but then once they're outside of that door mm-hmm. you don't know like what's gonna happen or how they're gonna behave and you can yeah. only hope for the best for that person right but what's your advice for kids and adults to continue like the practice that they learn from the gym and taking that outside I think that people have to learn to enjoy the process you know sometimes people come in they go how long does it take to get a black belt and i'm like i don't know depends on how often you train and how 
could you do it? And they go, well, can I do it in three years? I'm like, oh, it took me 10 years. And they're like, oh, never mind. And it's like, hold on, man. Like, you got more than 10 years left in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, don't be so focused uh, all the time on, like, just getting the belt or getting fit. Like, enjoy the process of getting fit. Enjoy the process of learning this art that has been passed down for hundreds of years that you didn't create any all you have to do is show up and practice it mm-hmm. you know enjoy the process enjoy the process um and don't get frustrated when you don't see your results right away because even if you're moving slow you're still moving forward and that still is progress so you'll eventually hit that goal as, as long as you keep you keep going um i think that outside of the martial arts find something that you can do at home even if it's just for 15 minutes or so if it's a little bit of yoga or meditation or breathing or just some push-ups or sit-ups things like that yeah um and i think see if you can get ingrained in the culture a little bit you know ultimately consistency really is the key with anything if you're trying to learn um so the more you can be ingrained in that culture and it be part of your life instead of this thing that you do on Tuesdays, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah. I'm going to use myself as an example. And this is going back to like my first class with you when I like mentioned like, yeah, so I did karate when I was younger. Then I did Taekwondo when I was in my teens and stopped at, I believe I stopped at like 17, 18, 19, Mm -hmm. whenever I started college. And then it was like no longer part of my life right i think i definitely took a lot of like took a lot of discipline out of it um but in terms of actual like physical training and stuff like that i was just not doing it anymore and i mentioned to you i'm like my brain just felt like i felt brain dead yeah just i'm going through the motions at work and i'm doing things but it I just felt like when I started t- training again, it just felt like, oh, whoa, I could do so much more in my right. day. Like, it's not just, like, coming home after, like, a 9 to 5 and sitting down. It was, right. like, now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to class. But then when I came back, I'm like, even though I'm tired, like, I'm still cooking myself dinner. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And the training will definitely give you energy to do yeah. that kind of stuff. And, and I know this might be, like, case by case, but, like, for someone like myself that like hasn't been that has been out of it for so long and they want to get back into training like what would be your advice to those people yeah just go just start just go yeah a lot of people think that they have to get in shape to get in shape Mm -hmm. you know we'll invite people that used to train with us and they'll go ah you know i'm really out of shape like I'm, i'm thinking maybe i'll go to the gym and then i'll lose some weight and then i'll come back it's like no man just come in you don't need to get in shape to get in shape Just come back and wherever you are, even if you're the slowest person in class, like you're there for you. You're not there for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how many push-ups the other person can do or sit-ups they can do. Like our goal is for you to do more than you did yesterday. And since you're not training, anything that you do right now is more. Than what you did yesterday. So so just get out there uh, and, and start to train. And I also think that, you know, the martial arts um, and the martial arts environment, these things are talked about often, which they're not really talked about in the gym. You know, these types of conversations, my seniors have sat with me and they've 
they've talked to me, if they've noticed that I was, I don't know, being sluggish or, or I looked upset, you know, they'll come over and they'll talk to you and go like, what's going on? That's part of their job. It's, it's not just to make sure that my training is good, but also that like, yeah, my mind's good. I'm progressing in, in all areas. So I think just get out there, just, just jump in there. Um, it's safe. It's super safe. People aren't getting hurt. The only people that get hurt are people that do, like, they try to do crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, like, like don't let your pride get in the way. You know, don't try to do some backflip. Don't try to do some crazy kick. Have you seen that? Like, so, like, uh, the person coming in, like, what? I, I have seen, like, like in jujitsu, um, I've trained a lot with people that are new where I go, okay, like, let's slow it down and go at a slower pace. And they're like, nah, like, I'm, like, I want to do this. And it's like, let's go at a slower pace. And then people just end up hurting themselves. Mm. And so don't let your pride get in the way. My, my right hip, I have issues with my right hip. My mom has issues with her right hip. My brother has issues with his hip. It's just like hips running the family. That's um, and so during my classes, like there's certain days where like, I'm like, man, I can't really do squats um, or I can't do kicks with that right leg. And I've seen people that will go, now nah, I'm going to do it anyway because everyone else is doing the kicks. Yeah. And I know I have to be smarter than that and do punches instead that day mm-hmm. and just be smart about my training. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm that person though, that person that's just like, oh, I'm going to push through, I'm yeah. going to keep going. And I had um, a CrossFit instructor who actually, um, he said, listen to your body. Yeah, like, good advice. Listen to what your body is telling you. If you feel that you're running and then you feel like out of breath and you feel like throwing up or you feel dizzy, stop. Right. Like, don't keep pushing. Right. And I think, like, sometimes with maybe other training facility, they're like, you want to feel that. That's how you know you're putting in the work. Yeah. Like, keep going. So. Yeah, I, don't I, go to that place. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, fortunate to, like, encounter, like, you and Charlie and, like, so many other good instructors, like, in, like, my life. So. That's good. That's all, like, you guys have all been, like, impactful. Oh, thank so you. So that's good. Yeah. 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 You're doing good things. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited about like your coloring book. I want to like, well, I want you to let my audience know where can they find you? Where could they find like the coloring book? Like give us like everything. Tell us everything awesome. where we can find you. So um, you can email me at jamesnoto at yahoo.com. Um, YouTube, you can look up James Noto or Professor Noto. You'll see a bunch of videos there if you want to learn how to do some techniques. Uh, Instagram is uh, Professor underscore Noto. So pretty simple. You reach out to me any way you want. Um, our website will be launching in probably two or three weeks. Um, so until then, if you want a martial arts coloring book for your child, there's uh, 42 pages, I believe, inside that um, has different drawings of martial arts. There's also martial arts lessons that we talk about. So like there's pictures of uh, kids talking about being safe from bullies and making sure that they practice their push-ups and clean their room. There's fun mazes in there. There's like connect the dot pages in there. Uh, We try to make it as fun as possible for the kids while also instilling the martial arts lessons. So if you're interested in one of those, you can reach out to me. Um, and I can give you some information on how to order them. Awesome. Yeah. 
Professor Naro, thank you so much for being part of my podcast. And guys, thank you so much for listening to Tea Time with Tea, and I will check you in the next one. Bye. Bye.